Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Taddick. Today's theme is things I learned along the way. First up, we're going to catch up with our shelter in place projects. Then, in our open studios, we're pretty excited today. Our guest is Alex Anderson. And in our fine finishes segment, we will be talking about what the biggest lesson each of us has learned along the way. So stay tuned. How are you ladies? Doing okay. Yeah, doing all right. Yeah. How about you, Tracy? I feel like I'm doing a little bit better this week. Good. Good. You sound Cer- good. You sound better. <laughs> certainly better than last week. Um, it's been chaotic. Can I catch you up on like some of the insanity? <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Therapy so, therapy sessions right, open. Right. <laughs> right. So, first off, like I I think I mentioned last week that that I was really struggling. I was having these episodes where I was crying and just getting overwhelmed and it was it was a lot. And then something happened. Um a silly thing happened and I felt compelled to text my two best girlfriends from high school. And they responded immediately and one of them said, "Can we do a Zoom session?" And so we ended up talking for three hours on Thursday night. And I don't know why I hadn't set that up sooner because I, first of all, was looking forward to it for days. And then when it finally happened, we just laughed so hard that I just felt so much better. Good. So that was that was like the first thing. So now we've set up a repetitive date. We're going to do it every Thursday night. Nice. But, it only took a world pandemic to make it happen. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's funny because these are my girls that like, you know, we went to high school in the days of, you know, you left and you didn't necessarily ever hear from people again. Right. Because you just had a phone number. And if you moved and your number changed, that was it. Right. Yep. So, um, So I'm just feeling really good about that. And then I had this crazy weekend. My dog got really sick, ended up having to go to the vet, which was crazy because, you know, they don't let you go into the vet. You have to wait in your car and they give you a number and it's this whole crazy thing. And then I ended up having to go to the store and Ginger, your voice was going through my head. Because all I was thinking was, oh, my gosh, this is real life. (laughs) It's a different world. It really is. Oh, my gosh. Got to wait in line outside the store. And then everybody's got masks and gloves on. And it was scary. And I, I, oh, and so masks. I made masks over the weekend. Yep. Didn't it make you feel better, though? It, You know, it made me feel better. Mm -hmm. But now I understood why everyone was coming up with their own pattern. Yeah. Because none of them worked perfectly for anybody in my family (laughs) yeah it's true you know the first one I did was like ended up being kid size and I was like this is not gonna fit on my six foot three husband yeah you know and so it was just that helped but oh my gosh that quilter's cotton really is thick (laughs) oh yeah no I've had to like oh man I can't breathe this is really yeah no they are they're really thick it's really good (laughs) 
It's yeah. really good. So I'm going to be working on more of that. I actually found a couple of tips for people. So and, and I'm going to just apologize to all of the people who are like, going to be like, shh, shh, Tracy, don't tell them. <laughs> I was able to get um, filters that on eBay that oh. are three by five inches that you can slide into your mask. And um, and they're called. Uh, Darn it. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll put it in the show notes. But basically, it's like PM25, I think. Yeah. And, okay. and you can order them and 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 just try and find one that's in the United States that will ship you. Um, then my friend Valley and Ami Sims um, created a pattern that they basically did specifically wrote it for quilters. And I'll put a link. But they realized that armature wire that artists use for making statues or, you know, for posable things um, works really well for the bridge of your nose. And a lot of the Joannes and Michaels still have that in stock. So um, I'll put a link for all of those things. And the pattern is free and they have tips for that as well. So just wanted to give out. That's my update. (laughs) and you do you do sound so much better i was definitely worried about you after last week (laughs) oh you know it was it was kind of a bad weekend and i ended up last night i ended up i didn't feel well and i just ended up resting all night and then um i think that made a big difference so i think i just needed to have a bunch of different things happen to realize i needed to take care of me Mm -hmm. and do whatever that that looks like so what about you guys who wants to who wants to go first about catching up Lori, well, i want to go first doing. yeah i was gonna say i want to hear what Lori's doing okay so i finished the serger quilt the part that's on the serger mm-hmm. and i got ready mm-hmm. to bind it and i have three i'm going to call them modern day machines i have a lot of machines but most of them are vintage i have three machines that i use all the time and the tension is off on one of them, and I can't get it adjusted. One of them I cleaned and can't figure out how to put it back together. That sounds really oh, no, funny, no. but it's not. Um, <laughs> it's not. And then the third one is the one that I, I've i been sewing on for years, and I can always adjust the tension, and for some reason I can't adjust the tension. So I mm. have three machines, and none of them are working. Oh, no. Oh my goodness. So I that, was that's telling, a <laughs> it is, it's awful. So I was telling my youngest son that last night and he said, well, mom, I have my machine. This youngest son is living out of state right now and his possessions are stored at his brother's house, which is just across town. So his brother is going to do a drop and run of that oh. sewing machine <laughs> this afternoon so I can start sewing again. Oh okay, Lori, of all the people in the world, I never would have thought of you without a machine. Like, right? exactly. never, never could happen. Well, exactly. and here I am thinking, aren't, you know, people who repair machines, they're essential. Uh, they should well, be essential. I, I agree with that. But my thought was that I would send Bake to take those machines to my favorite tech. And they're not accepting machines for repair oh, right now. Oh, my gosh. So... I guess I'll just use my youngest son's machine and 
Deal nice. with it later. Wow. So you're using the backup of the backup of the backup of the backup. <laughs> that's sort of how it is, yes. Oh, yes, yeah. that's sort of how it is. Um, and in the meantime, I've also started on my grandson's graduation quilt. Uh, oh just gosh. barely started. So once I get the surgery quilt bound, I'm going to be working on the graduation quilt. Oh, is this high school or college? High school. And graduation oh. has been postponed indefinitely um oh, but i'll still send him his quilt because that's mm-hmm. what i do for graduation yes yes no and this is gonna it's probably gonna mean more to him now with everything that's going on that's amazing I think so he's uh Lori, keep us posted on your machine because <laughs> you can either borrow one of mine or i'm sure we've got one in the studio at the office. oh yeah oh i'm sure we do too but but I also, this, the son that has the youngest son's machine and is bringing it today also has another machine that I gave to his <laughs> wife. And he said, I could bring you her machine. And I'm not, no, 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 no. I don't want to take her machine. But if I had to have another machine, it's okay. I could get it. Lori, you were the first person to ever put a machine in my hands. So if you need one, I will gladly, like, I will go across the world to go and give it to you. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Ginger. (laughs) All right, Ginger, what are you doing? So I got super adventurous and decided I was going to make masks to donate um, because uh, they had put out like a local call for in our local paper that they were doing a mask drop uh, at the rec center on Saturday. It was at four o'clock on Saturday. So I had a deadline and I was hoping Friday I'd get to them and Friday flew by and I didn't. So I got up super early on Saturday and I just sewed all day and I got done at 415 and I jumped in the car and I got 20 of them done and dropped them off. and. It just felt great. But it was one of those when I was driving up, I was like, I hope this wasn't like just a crazy article. And there's like somebody waiting to like attack me when I get there. Or, you know, it was just so funny. I was like, I didn't really check this out. So I hope there's somebody there. And they were. They were all there. Amazing people taking, you know, they had um, specific masks that uh, they were requesting and they had said homemade masks are great. They they figure out what to do with them. And uh, yeah, so it it did. It just felt good. And and it did. It kept me busy. And, you know, I just, uh, you know, I plowed through it. Um, And I am still working on my curves quilt, the owl eyes. And uh, I have decided that because it was starting to be known as like the quarantine quilt. And I was like, that's not going to do. I can't do that. So I'm a huge Marvel movie fan. And since now with the Disney Plus, I can get all of the movies. So I have started a Marvel movie marathon. And I have gotten all the way up to Spider-Man. So there's like 20 of those films. And I'm about halfway through. And I just have that on in the background because I've seen them all a million times. And it's been awesome. Like, it's just lifted my spirits. And I'm watching them in chronological order, which is great because they weren't really shot that way. So it has been a very fun adventure. Like, I'm really enjoying it. What a good idea. Yeah. So (laughs) anyway, so now it's going to be known as the Marvel quilt and not the quarantine quilt. (laughs) I like it. I like that better. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Way to put a nice spin on it. I like it. And that is a good idea because I keep looking for things. We haven't been watching live TV too much. We've been just watching movies or, you know, or TV that we're binging off of mm-hmm. Netflix and things like that. But I, we watched Shazam oh, last week. It's cute. And it's, it's cute funny. and funny. And it, 
it definitely lightened my mood. So I think we're going to have to start plugging in some of the Marvel movies. That's a good yeah. idea. And you can pretty much find them all. I had to stop at Spider-Man because I had to search for that elsewhere because Sony owns Spider-Man. But right. that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, I found it. We, have, we, we actually have it. So <laughs> it wasn't that hard of a search. But anyway, <laughs> but highly recommended. Start with Captain uh, America, the first Avengers. And then here's the trick. You have to go to Captain Marvel because in the chronological order, that's the next one. So it was kind oh, of fun to watch it because that's such a recent it. film. So you're and it doing was really actual chronological order. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not- so it's like you can actually follow along and see. Oh, oh it's, it's it's actually, it's been a I lot of fun. Mm-hmm. thought you meant like from which movie came out Mm-mm. when. Oh, yeah. my gosh. All right. No, well, and if you want, I can even like post the list that I found that lists I them all in chronological. That. All right. Yes. I will do it. I, I will give you guys that and we can post it in our notes because it was just <laughs> I found it on an email. I was like just Googling and I was like, oh, that would be kind of fun to do that. And, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, are you guys ready to go talk to Alex Anderson? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Me too. Joining us today in our Open studio segment is a person who really needs no introduction, but it's Alex Anderson, who has been an amazing quilter for years. And um, I think most of our listeners probably know you best from Simply Quilts back in the day, but now you have The Quilt Show and you're an author and uh, a fabric designer and a quilt designer and I could just go on and on. Welcome, Alex. Well, thank you so much for inviting me today. This is great that we can connect like this on the internet, right? It's just fantastic. It's what's keeping, I think, me and Lori and Ginger going each week. (laughs) We have this, you know, time that we set aside every single week now where we can talk and connect and lift our spirits. And I think that's what we all need right now. Absolutely. So let's have at it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what do you right. want to know? <laughs> I want, we're going to ask all of the deep, dark secrets. <laughs> um, so I want to know how you started quilting. Well, I've been sewing since I was a little girl, like in sixth grade, seventh grade. And um, in college, I was an art major, kind of a generic art major. And weaving was a big deal at San Francisco State. Well, one unit short one month, one month prior to graduation, one unit short, I found myself in that position. So I went to my, uh, listen, that's (laughs) not what I said. Okay. (laughs) I said what you say when your bobbin ran out two days ago and you haven't figured it out. But anyways, (laughs) I I call that the language of quilting. Um, (laughs) I went to my advisor and I said, listen, if I finish a quilt that my grandma started, I guess in the thirties or whatever, would you give me the unit? And she said, sure. And the rest was history. I mean, I just fell in love with the craft. And so you were just finishing a quilt that was in your family. So you came from, so your grandmother quilted? I, that's the rumor. Okay. (laughs) Um, The rumor is both of my grandmothers did. To what extent I have no idea. Oh, so you don't even have like quilts that they made or any kind of handcrafts that they made? Well, I have one quilt and I'm pretending it was my grandma's, but I don't know which one. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What's important is that whatever fairy magic dust got spread, it came across my mind and here I am today. So I feel very, very grateful for that. So how did you, you get into uh, quilting as a profession? 
You know, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was very, very fortunate about that. And I know today that's not the case with many designers, but I would go teach at a store, a local, kind of local store, in order to make enough money to be able to buy stuff because Mm -hmm. really we did not have money. I can remember um, paying all the bills and we'd have 50 bucks to live on, to eat off of for the whole month. So, I mean, um, I had to do this to, for the money for my sport. And then somebody recommended to Jean Wells up in Sisters, Oregon, that I come up there and teach. So I did. And Jean looked at my class and she said, this is a book. And she said, you've got a book right here. And so it was with the encouragement of Jean Wells. And for younger people, that's Valerie Wells' mom. Um, <laughs> I, I did my first book. So it's with much gratitude that Jean Wells got me pointed in the right direction. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So how did Simply Quilts come along? Well, if I hadn't had my first book... I would not have been approached. I was teaching down in Southern California at the Glendale Quilt Show, and I was approached to do a TV show. And um, I thought it was Home and Gardens, but it was like um, like American, you know, better homes and gardens, mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. home HGTV. And I came home and I said to my husband, I'm absolutely not interested in this at all. All I want is to be on the professional circuit and teach. That's what I want. And John looked at me and he said, I've never seen you back away from anything. And, and I looked at, he goes, what do you have to lose? And I said, well, other than being a idiot in front of, you know, the whole United States in one spot, you know, not a whole lot. And he said, listen, he goes, I've never seen you back away from anything. And when you're a little old lady, which is around the corner from now, um, uh, you will be so upset that you did not do this. You will really not be happy with yourself. So with great trepidation, I did it. And it just, it happened. It was just kind of happened. That's nice. I love that. That, that was a time when that could still happen. You know, that's great. Right. Right. Oh, but backing up, uh, you had to be a published author for, to be Mm. considered. So, yeah. And that was, let's see, how old am I? Ooh. Okay. That was 25. (laughs) (laughs) That was 25 years ago. It seems like yesterday. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight, though, because uh, in reading, doing my research on you and everything, mm-hmm. you have 30 books or more now. Well, that's what they say. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, was like, I don't even know that I've read 30 books in my life, let alone written 30 books. Yes, you have. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, say. man, that's amazing. And it all started with that one, huh? And, uh, well, yes, actually, no. The one that okay. she wanted me to do got turned down by C&T. <sighs> and, then, and that's a real breaker, you guys. That's so hard. And then I put in another one proposal, and that is so hard. And then the third one, they said, we just want to know how you work. Because apparently I had a look. And um, I I made quilts for the book. And um, Friday, I got a call from my editor. And he said, okay, how are you coming on the book? Well, I'm just thinking a book means you make your six or seven quilts, okay? And mm-hmm. um, he he said, Alex, it's due on Monday. And he yelled at me. And I started to cry. And um, I was on the couch crying when John came home and he goes, what what happened? And I said, I'm supposed to write this book and it's due on Monday. I've made these really great quilts, but I guess that's not good enough. And he goes, well, you call Diana McClen. She'll make you feel better. And I said, no, she really won't. And so that weekend I learned, get this, you guys, I learned to 
use a computer and wrote the book. Oh my goodness. Over the weekend? Yes. So let me tell you, let me tell you what the book is. The book was buy fabric and use it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that was the first book. And then I did stars. Um, That was jeans. That's the one Jean wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. And then I did my star quilting. And then it just kind of started down a road of, I'm the fortunate one that gets to bring or got to bring new quilters into the fold. And how awesome is that? I mean, really. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I feel like I have something in common with you because I've submitted a book proposal to CNT and got turned down. <laughs> oh, it's a killer. It's a killer. Oh, yeah, it's devastating. It's and it was horrible. a long time ago. Um, but, you know, it was it was. I, I was shooting for the stars and I, you know, I was nobody. <laughs> I was nobody. <laughs> so oh, that's, anyway, that's how that all happened. Crazy, right? Very. That is just, I, I love all of the, you know, the people who were there that sort of, you know, held your hand. Yeah. It's just great. So, you know, the theme for this show is things I learned along the way. And so what, is one of the lessons that was a, you know, a big one for you? Well, that is a real interesting question because um, recently I thought about there's so there's so many things that are just universal and there's a lot of people coming into the fold and they want to be a professional quilter designer, something professional in this industry. And I would say that this could be true in any industry, but one of the first things people have to understand when you define success is that they think there's an arrow shooting straight to that word. No, it's Mm -hmm. more like it's Lombard Street and then running around the block 10 times and then getting to the top. It is not a straight arrow to success. And one of the things that happens is that um, you're going to be offered many doors you can walk through and you're going to have to figure out what door best fits you. What I found in Simply Quilts is that a lot of people are afraid to step over the threshold of the door. And don't be afraid because what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work. So big deal. So you go do something else. Um, The other thing is that when I did do my first book, I had dreams of a red Mercedes and it's, it's not, it's not like that people, especially now it is not like that. Um, You have to keep several balls in the air at one time where each ball supports another aspect of your brand. Don't you guys agree? I do. I, I especially agree with the, you know, it not being a straight arrow because I honestly, Honestly, you know, what was I? I was I was a quilter who was, you know, saving my egg money and going down the street and buying like two dollars worth of fabric at a time and going to the library and making things. And it was years before I got a job in a store Mm -hmm. and started teaching classes. And if I didn't say yes to Jake Finch when she invited me to go to my first market, I wouldn't be where I am today. So you walk through the door. I, I walk through the door. My husband and I always have a rule that, and actually on that one, he was out of work. I had been, I had a, had a great job where I was um, a contractor and I was making great money and my contract came to an end. 
we literally had $500 in the bank. And Jake messaged me and asked me to come help in the booth for Generation Q magazine. And she said, you know, bring your resume. I know you're looking for work. Bring your resume and and come. And I turned to my husband and I figured out that I had enough points on Southwest that I could get my flight to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And I said, but I don't you know, I don't know if I can afford a hotel. And he was like, he looked at me and he's like, Tracy, this is just like a dead show. You've got the ticket. Just go. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. 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 And I went. Oh, and I'm going to have to use that. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to use that reference. And I might actually get my husband to a show. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? I was going to say some other things too, because I've really put a lot of thought into this. We look at our, we look at ourselves And you really, as a person, have to identify your strengths and your weaknesses. And don't kid yourself, okay? Um, I am weak at writing patterns, especially when my first book says, go go buy fabric and use it. So if (laughs) I need help with that, I go to somebody who can help me do that. And what you're doing then is by identifying what you're good at, and what you're not good at, you can take the I can't and you can make it I can by reaching out to those around you because we have a really, really strong community. Um, and we, I guess I touched on it earlier when I talked about Gene Wells. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that I, I, because I've been in this industry for so long, um, I know that there are hands out there to help, but you have to also be willing to help others. You you don't need to hide your little secrets, your this or that. We are all allies. And if you win, I win. If I win, you win. Um, recently, you could t- say that perhaps Marianne Fonz and Eleanor Burns would have been my competition, but we are all allies to each other. Um, I had to cancel something because I was going through horrible stuff with my parents. And Eleanor Burns stepped in for me. I mean, that's what it's all about. It is not a finite pie where there's only so many pieces. Mm -hmm. The pie is infinite. And just so don't get all hinked up. And, And here's the other thing. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call somebody if you need something. I mean, we are, the big saying right now is we are all in this together, right? Yep. You know, take advantage of the wisdom of those who care and love this industry. But also, on the other hand, you have to be able to share too. So sharing is a sharing is a good thing in this industry. What do you guys think of that? Absolutely, absolutely true. Mm-hmm. I, I just have goosebumps because I had a realization that I've worked with you, Alex. I've worked with uh, Eleanor, and I've Aww. worked with Marianne. So I'm, I'm feeling like I made it. <laughs> 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 and then I'm just going to go through some things that I learned. Okay, the other thing is that uh, a secret is only a secret until it ends up on the side of a bus. So be <laughs> be very cautious of what you say, because we are a really tight, tight community. Very so in other words, don't talk bad about me behind my back. I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the flip side of that is, you know, I think I, what I was thinking when you were saying that is I, I was thinking about when I first, when I was submitting my book idea to CNT, I was terrified of that course. 
they were going to steal the idea and publish the book and, you know, and I would get no credit. And that's mm-hmm. not how that this industry works. And no. so if if any of our listeners are wanting or thinking that they have a great quilt design that they want to submit to Lori right, or <laughs> one of our magazines, you know, we're not going to go behind your back and publish the quilt design. Right. And I think that fear is is behind all that, that, that if you're too afraid to speak up and show what you're doing you're not going to get beyond the doors of your house, right? So I had a um, a friend in college that I'm still friends with. Um, she works for or freelances for Pottery Barn Kids, a great, great woman. And she doesn't live that far from me. And I said to her at one point, I said, Mimi, are you ever afraid you're going to run out of ideas? And I was serious, okay? Mm-hmm. And she said to me, this was, this was, way long ago. And she said, Alex, I'm afraid I'll never have the time to do what I want to do. And so that brings me to, at one point, I had a very iconic quilt. It it uh, was in Quilts, 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 the first book with Diana McClellan and Laura Nouns. Excuse me. And um, it ended up about, oh, I don't know, three or four years later in a magazine with somebody else's name under it, it had been <sighs> slightly changed, oh the gosh. inner border, okay? And I'm going, that's my quilt. And and the person's name that was on it, um, I thought, this doesn't even look like her or whatever. Okay, so I chose to go to what Mimi said. There's there's more where that came from, and don't make a big stinko over it. Well, turns out, I ended up working with that fabric company. Now let me, and if I had made a big stinko, guess what? The Mm -hmm. whole community would have known. But Mm -hmm. let me go a little bit more fast forward. A couple, um, this last year, maybe about less than a year ago, I called, I got called into San Francisco's guild. I don't really travel for guilds anymore, but I'm the one that if somebody cancels at a local guild, they can call me up and I'll be there the next day. And that's exactly what this was. And I went out to dinner with my friend and I said, you know, I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you a story because she was involved with that company. And she looked at me and she goes, oh, geez, we probably put the wrong name on it. So see, all of that I carried in my heart for that long was just a dumb, dumb mistake. And that's the other thing. Mistakes happen, people. They happen. And when you make a mistake, you know, maybe you walk through the wrong door or this or that, you just make lemonade, apologize and move on because we're all, it's a, it's also a very small community in as much as we're all scrambling as fast as we can. And yes, stuff happens. We all know that. So aren't I glad I didn't make a big stink over that. Isn't oh my that goodness. Amazing. And that's, that's like a life lesson to learn too. That's not just for, like geared towards this industry. That's just yeah, life in general. It's, it's such a great lesson. philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's funny because because we get we get letters sometimes from people and and you know people are upset the the pattern there's a mistypo in the pattern or something like that and we often are talking amongst ourselves about it and say gosh you know they you think that the way they wrote the letter to us that you know we did it on purpose right <laughs> just to, yep. to right. upset them and it's never the case. Never the case. 
right? The big corporate people. Oh my hey, god! Just people like you and exactly. me and whatever yes. who're doing the best yep. they can. Um, I, I think the biggest lesson that I'm hearing through all of this is not to really burn bridges. I mean, yeah. this industry is tiny, tiny, right. tiny, yes. tiny. And, you know, we, people are often amazed between Lori and me. I think we pretty much know everybody, right, Lori? <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. But, but you know, I, it's, it's because it's not a huge industry. And if you're starting to go to, to the corporate events, you know, like quilt market and VDTA and events like that, you're guaranteed to start meeting people. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remembering me... that we all put our pants on one leg at a time also you know, is. The other thing, too, is I have the delicious opportunity to be working with RK Distributing right now mm-hmm. uh, for, with Quilters Select. Um, I had a five year contract with an extension on a five year, which we've been through five years, I can't even believe it. And now it's extended another five years with another five years on top. Um, If you, I mean, look, I can be a handful. I understand that, okay? (laughs) But I have the industry's best interest at heart and I surround myself with people who I can trust. And I trust these people inside and out. Um, so, so just think, just think about it. You know, how did that come about? How did you, did they approach you about having products? What happened? No, what happened was I was up, um, we have a little cabin up in the foothills and I was up there and I left a product at home, a fusible. And, um, I did not want John going through my sewing room. <laughs> and so, um, there was a local, there was a local quilt shop kind of an hour away and I was willing to go over and right before I called Joan Wolfram said, see if they have R and K, um, Apple, what is it? The R and K or no, the Apple, Apple K wonder, Apple K wonder. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's Floriani and, um, a sub brand of R and K. And so I was using it. And I fell in love with it. And I called up Kay and I said, um, I don't know if you know me. And she was like, what? And Because um, they'd been trying to get hold of me to work with me because they wanted to, well, for whatever reason. Um, and I just said, look, we got to get this product into Quilter's hands. I mean, it is so fabulous. And we met for a, a Mexican lunch in Colorado. We each you know, put our heart's desires on the line. And all of my desire was, I just want to get this product into people's hands. And Ricky Brooks probably asked me 30 times, what do you want to do? Not realizing he had a much bigger picture in mind, you know? And I said, I just want to get this product into people's hands. So then we developed Quilter Select. The next thing I know, I've got a contract. We developed Quilter Select. And then we are making products that enhance today's quilters experience. We take the okay and make it the top. Like for instance, our rulers that do not slip. I mean, so I love your rulers. I love, I love yeah. the rulers. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Thank you. And so, so yay. I walked through a door I did not know. And you know, it's funny because Brent, I called him, I call him Edward Scissorhands. Um, mm-hmm. he me, <laughs> from Moray Cutlery, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our yeah. <laughs> Brent. Um, he called me and he said, this is the best thing that's ever happened to you. You just wait and mark my words. And guess what? Brent was right. Who knew about that door, you know, 10 years ago? Didn't even know, you know? Amazing. Yeah. Just, I mean, 
So R and K actually stands for Ricky and K Brooks. Right. And they just, you know, we had Hope Yoder on a few weeks ago. Yeah. And um and she works with them as well. And I it, it amazes me whenever they tell me about one of their products and then they slip it into my hands and say, go home and try this. It's always just something special about the product. Well, this is because Kay, Ricky does the um, promotion. Kay does the engineering. And I'm going to say something really off off kilter here right now. Kay can make magic. They should have her getting the cure for this COVID-19. She would have had it it figured out two months ago. Am I right? 100%. 100 yeah. percent if if you ever get the chance to meet her you need to just take it because yeah. and then ask her about some of the products and the way she describes them and talks about them and even when you're working with her and and seeing how she develops products mm-hmm. it's amazing it's mm-hmm. i've never seen anything like it because she'll smell something and tell you where it was manufactured like yeah <laughs> she, i'm telling you we, she could do the vaccine too okay so <laughs> i want to pass this on to one person because i know time's starting to go but one of the things i did early on and i commission everyone listening to do this, whether you're doing this for pleasure, whether you're doing this for business or whatever, get yourself a mission statement. Um, My mission statement is to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilt maker. And I have never wavered from that. So figure out what your mission statement is. And if you hold true to it, your ship is going to sail in the right direction. Now I'm just really thinking because I've never done that. I know. I actually wrote it down on my notepad. I did too. I did too. I was like, lesson learned. Don't burn bridges. Don't, uh, you know, I'm taking notes. You know, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go off subject. Sure. I want to ask you what you do for fun with quilting. I think when you become a professional quilter, it's really easy for it to become all encompassing and you can't play anymore. Yeah. So here's, here's goes back to Jean Wells. Here's kind of an interesting thing. Um, <clears throat> when I started doing books and all that, um, well, I'm going to say Jean's about 10 years older than me and she has been a life mentor too. Okay. Um, she said, you will write books. You will do all that to put your kids through college. And she was right. Okay. Not, I mean, obviously John has a job too and all that, but that was the extra money. She said, then what's going to happen is you're going to make quilts to secure your retirement, which means books and things like that. She said, but then after that, you Mm -hmm. are going to find your true voice. And, um, right now, I I can make a quilt with my eyes closed and I can make a traditional quilt that looks snappy and all that. But right now I am learning my new voice by taking classes from people like Rosalie Dace, Jean Wells. I want to take Sue Benner. I want to learn. And, And the good news is, is because my children are out from underfoot, I have this luxury. So, um, 
that's what I do. The other thing I'm doing is I'm taking a whimsical watercolor class from Joanne Sharp. And so I go and do that. I don't have to make another book. And I'm so grateful. I am, or another pattern. Um, right now, currently, with all this that's going on, um, I'm doing a Monday, Wednesday, Friday Facebook Live at 10 a.m. Um, 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can see the state of my office on Monday and how I cleaned it out. And I even found a poster that I know everybody, any female would be insanely jealous to see. And how you would go and to do this is you would go to thequiltshow.com on the main page. You're going to scroll down and you're going to see a live Ricky and Alex. Click that button and you will see the archived things we've done. And we keep them to about a half hour each. And I'm just having fun with people because I just love quilters. I think they're just the best. Although I did meet one I didn't like once. <laughs> you know, there's always one. <laughs> but when she took medication, it solved that. So. <laughs> oh, well, we're not going to ask any more about that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it has just been such a delight to have you on the show, Alex. Well, thank you, ladies. And I think we're going to have to have you back sometime very soon. I definitely think I didn't even get to all my questions. Uh -oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would love to. And I so appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, right now, quilters are scrambling for content um, that's fresh and new on their computers. Thank you, world, that we have this ability to connect during this time. And I know it will change how we connect future forward, which I just adore. It's it's really been amazing to me how we just all just shifted gears mm -hmm. and are now using our computers to connect every day that's right. It's amazing. right that's right truly amazing well thank you again for joining us today and um we just enjoyed so much hearing about your journey and getting advice from you i know ginger was frantically taking notes <laughs> oh <and> yes <laughs> and now we all need to make a, a mission statement i think it, Don't yeah you seriously make yes. a mission statement it keeps your eyes focused and if you really think about it really think about it if you make it about others it will probably be more meaningful nice i think you're the first official guest to give us homework i love it <laughs> <laughs> Now, <laughs> this was delightful. Yes, thank you, Alex. Well, ladies, Thanks. thank you so much for including me, and I would love to do this again. This is fantastic. Perfect, you got it, and very okay. soon too. We're just going to sign you up. Okay. <laughs> Today for our fine finishes segment, we're going to talk about the biggest lesson that we have learned. And these can be uh, life lessons, not necessarily just sewing lessons. So, Ginger, tell me, tell me your big lesson that you've learned. Well, and it's really funny because I think it does apply both to life and, you know, to quilting. I think initially I was thinking it just applied to quilting. But now that I think about it, I'm like, no, 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 I actually do think this does apply to life. And it's kind of a two-parter. Um, the first one is it doesn't need to be perfect. 
It really doesn't. And I think I was so hard on myself when I first started quilting. And even in life, like I, I do, I feel like I am my hardest, worst critic, you know, always tearing myself down, you know, before anybody else could do it. And so uh, the second part of that is, you know, and, and don't point out your mistakes. Don't point it out because they're never going to notice it. And and yet again, in life, I tend to be the one like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And it's like, no, if nobody's even saying anything, don't mention it. So don't point out your mistakes. And, uh, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect. <laughs> I How about so you, Tracy? I know that. That. Yes. That, oh, those yes. are so good, Ginger. They're, they're so true. And I, I think especially with, you know, calling out our mistakes and being really hard on ourselves, we are our nose is, you know, two inches away from the quilt as we're making it. So, of course, we notice all of the mistakes. My One of my proudest moments was I was frantically trying to finish up a quilt for my son for Christmas. And he was coming home from college. And so I was trying to get it done before he walked in the door. And Sydney is walking by and she hears me cursing <laughs> the sewing machine. And I'm like, I messed up, blah, blah, blah. And she just... She she was standing about 12 feet away from me and she goes, Mom, I can't see it from here. Mm-hmm. And awesome. I just thought, I thought, all right, I've done something right. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, she's going to point it out that I'm, you know, but you're so right. Goodness. Yeah. And I love that that philosophy really has like transpired beyond quilting and, and now in life. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it doesn't, no. you know, and, and don't tell anybody if it's not. They'll never know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how about you guys? Who wants to go next? <laughs> go ahead, Tracy. All right. Um, so this kind of goes along with what Alex was talking about. And my biggest lesson was always to say yes to an opportunity. I Like I said, as we were talking to Alex, If I hadn't said yes to Jake, if I had gotten too scared or decided that, you know, I we didn't have enough money for me to go to quilt market, that I I was being foolish, I wouldn't be here with you guys. And and my husband and I have always taken that just that's always been a rule for us. If we've moved all over the United States, we've lived in, I don't know, gosh, five or six different states. And, um, we always just never wanted to wonder what if, and I certainly, I, there have been times where I've, you know, things have been hard and I've gone, why did I, why did I move? But it has always been a blessing for us. And so that's my biggest lesson. So that yes. is a good one. Yes, that is definitely a good one. What about you, Lori? Well, mine has a little bit of a story I need to tell you to to make it make sense. Um, You guys know that I'm a breast cancer survivor. And Mm -hmm. my body got well, but my mind was still a mess. Um, So I started seeing a therapist. And at one of our sessions, she said to me, if you could do anything in the world, no limitations for your profession. What would you like to do? And I said, I would like to travel and teach sewing. And she said, do they know you're there? Mm. Hmm, they didn't. Mm. 
And I set out at that point to let them, the people in the sewing industry, know that I was there. And within two months, I had a job. Isn't that amazing? That is yeah, so great. That's, that's like really amazing. And the point there is to go ahead and put yourself out there. Um, mm -hmm. Let people see what you can do. And you that sure did. Is, <laughs> and, 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 what's and amazing about that is how quickly, how quickly. And I just think when you put your attention on something, it all falls into place when it's supposed to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what we would do without you, Lori. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> thank goodness. You. I wouldn't be here. Honestly, Lori, I wouldn't. So thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you spoke up. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's amazing. Wow. Uh, well, I would love to hear what some of the listeners, like what they've learned. Because, I mean, I, I was like, you know, a master's course listening to Alex talk. So I can only imagine like what our listeners, you know, what they've all learned. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So let us know. Um, our email address is quiltpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com. And it'll be in the show notes page. So we want to hear from you. And like I mentioned last week, if you want to try sending us a voice memo, do it. You can send it to the same email and send it right from your phone. So thank you, ladies. This Ugh. was really a good, like I'm energized from this show. Yeah, yeah I definitely feel really back good, to work. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it does. It feels like we just really learned so much today. Yep. Amazing. All right. Well, we'll talk next week. All right. Sounds take good. care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer. <laughs>